Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their uh, epic business blunders. And with me on the line is none other than Dr. Armani, as he likes to be known, but he's also a hustler and the CEO of a number of companies. But today we're going to be talking about uh, TeammateMe.com. Welcome to the show, Bad. Thank you for having me. Ah, very, very good to have you here, man. So why don't you kick us off with the elevator pitch? What are you guys up to there at uh, Teammate Me? So in Teammate Me, actually, uh, Teammate Me is an app that helps people to build teams, find teammates, and build a reputation. It can help the students, professors, researchers, gamers, entrepreneurs, freelancers to find teammates. Actually, you need a team to do almost anything. If you want to build a house, you need a team. If you want to make a video, you need a team. If you want the video to be good. And if you want to start a podcast, probably you need a team. And uh, yeah, so we help people to uh, build a team. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. Cool. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. What is your story of fail for our audience around the world today? Yeah, so um, in the start of the business, actually, so in when we, uh, I started PaperScore, actually, the other company, uh, we so I hired someone in Upwork to do the design for me, design of the website, and he did a great job. He was a Ukrainian designer, and he did a great job with the design. So... I, I really liked it. And then I thought, okay, for development also, I'm going to hire someone from Upwork to do the development for me. And I interviewed a few people and I was just under the impression that uh, my next freelancer also will be a great, like my designer. And I just already trusting, I became very trusting with just uh, one data point. And um, I uh, thought that, okay, I can't trust people and that's, that's fine. And also Upwork is gonna just take care of everything and it's gonna be on my side. So I hired someone, uh, I, I hired a developer from India and um, I explained everything to him, about the code and everything and the, uh, algorithm and the process and the design and everything and then um, so we signed the contract via Upwork and then um, apparently he started to work on the project and I just sent the money to Upwork and uh, hoping that okay the project will be done in one month and after a month uh, we had the meeting and I told him I told the developer okay what happened? Give me the results. What, where is the delivery? And he said, uh, we were busy. We had other projects. I'm sorry. And so far, we could just do the homepage. And I thought, okay, it's, it's nothing. So you have just done one page. It's just like one day of work. And uh, I need the web application to be ready by the end of February. So, uh, and he said, don't worry, I'm going to work on it and I'm going to finish it in time. Mm 
And I, so I didn't report anything to Upwork because I thought, okay, he's going to do the job. And then I waited another month. And again, after a month, he delivered something not working, something partial and with a lot of errors. And I gave him feedback on the errors and he didn't fix the errors. He didn't add the features. So we went back and forth for like eight months, nine months. And after that, I realized that, okay, he's not going to do the job. He's not doing the job. He's just wasting my time. And uh, so I contacted Upwork and I told them, okay, I hired this guy to Upwork and he's not delivering anything to me. What should I do? And Upwork told me, uh, okay, don't worry about it. Uh, you just ask, cancel the contract. You just cancel the contract and hire someone else. And I said, okay, I'm going to cancel the contract. I tried to cancel the contract and then he disputed it. And he said that I have done the job and this is the delivery. And I was surprised and I said, okay, give me the delivery. Where, where is it? And he sent some files to me and to Upwork. And I told Upwork, okay, please test it. If it works, I have no problem. And it didn't work, of course. So we went through a, a dispute re resolution uh, process and uh, we spent a lot of time on something very obvious. So it didn't deliver anything that anything functional to me. And um, so it was just wasting my time. Uh, so I thought, okay, uh, it's, it's not good. I, I have to do something about it. And I'm sorry about that. It's, so um, what happened was that I realized at that point that Upwork cannot do anything in this situation. And they don't have any good process for uh, just uh, resolving a dispute in a fair manner. So uh, what they can do is that they can just mediate between the people. And as long as he does not budge and he does not accept that he didn't do the job, uh, the money stays there with Upwork. And of course, Upwork likes that to keep the money as long as possible. And uh, so, and of course, the other, uh, the, the freelancer had experience with Upwork, had a lot of experience Upwork, and he knew how to play the game. So he knew that I cannot do anything. And he said that, he, he sent me a message and told me, you know what? Uh, it's going to waste a lot of our time. So how about this? You give me uh, half of the money and I'm going to just deliver it, deliver it to you after a few months or I'm going to work, work on it. And I knew for sure that he's not going to do the job. So I contacted Upwork and I told them, okay, we, ha we have this situation. What can we do? And Upwork told me, they told me that uh, we can... Uh, uh, send the uh, case to uh, AAA, so American Arbitration Association, and uh, they will judge the case. So, and uh, in my opinion, AAA is just a scam. 
So they, um, so they charged me an additional money. So I had to pay again just to send the case to AAA. And uh, when it went to AAA, so I thought that, of course, I'm going to win the case. There is no way that I will lose the case so, because it didn't deliver. And uh, the problem is that, um, first of all, there are conflicts of interest between AAA and Upwork because um, AAA does business with Upwork and Upwork gets paid when the transaction is done, not when the transaction is canceled, you know? So when the transaction goes through, that's when Upwork is get, Upwork gets paid. And of course, Upwork is uh, doing business with AAA um, on a regular basis. So what happened was that we sent the case to AAA and just after a few hours, they ruled in favor of the freelancer and against me. And they said that, okay, the freelancer met the criterion and met the contract requirements. And um, I was surprised. I, I said, okay, so they should deliver something to me. What is the delivery? Give me the delivery. And they just didn't respond. And based on the terms uh, and conditions in Upwork, actually, based on the terms and conditions in Upwork, I cannot um, sue Upwork or AAA for um, any dispute hmm. of uh, this kind. And actually what happens is that uh, whatever AAA rules is going to be final. And um, I cannot uh, dispute that any further or I cannot appeal to it in any way. So that's it. So the money was gone without any delivery. And that was ridiculous. So, but I learned my lesson. So I learned that I should not work with Upwork, particularly because of terms of service and uh, terms and conditions. So if you, if you like to work with Upwork, please read the terms and conditions carefully and you know your rights and know uh, the rights that you don't have. And, um, um, also, if you uh, wanted to sign a contract that mentions AAA, uh, just know how AAA works and uh, don't have high hopes. Um, so they don't have much incentives to read the case or uh, do a good judgment or do a thorough investigation or anything like that. Uh, so in many cases, they just uh, rule uh, randomly, they just uh, award to one side randomly because they have almost no incentive to make a, any good judgment. Mm -hmm. So there is no appeal process, there is no evaluation, there is no uh, assessment of their performance, anything. So, and why would they spend time and read the case carefully? Th there is there is no reason they would do that. So. Uh, so just be careful if you have to deal with AAA, uh, with American Arbitration Association. And there are actually better options. Um, for example, I heard something, uh, some platform on blockchain, Kleros. I have never used it and I am not associated with it in any way. But uh, if so next time, if I have to choose an arbitration uh, institution or an arbitration organization, 
I would probably go with Kleros and see what they do. Uh, and uh, it's a new platform that is based on technology, based on uh, blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So Daniel, so, if you could go back in time and uh, do things differently, what would you do differently and why? What I would do differently. So uh, first of all, I would start small. I would not jump into just doing a whole project with someone. I would start small and do bite by bite. So, uh, so whenever I make a mistake, the mistake is not that costly. So I would uh, break down the project into multiple smaller stages as small as possible. So the small, uh, the smallest stages possible and um, do the project step by step and piece by piece and page by page and uh, get feedback, make sure that the project is delivered and then test it and then pay and then the next step and then the next step. So I would just go step by step on any project, on any anything. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is that uh, I would read the reviews. I would read the reviews about the platform as well as the freelancers. Uh, if uh, you are using a platform like you know Fiverr or Upwork or anything, so um, if you read the reviews about Upwork. For example, if you go to Yelp and read the reviews about Upwork, at uh, the last time that I checked, it was like um, 80 or 90 reviews and every single one of them was negative with one star. So there was not even one happy customer with Upwork. And there is a reason for that. So if I had seen that review, I had seen that the rating and review for Upwork, I would not use Upwork. So, and, uh, so I know that Upwork is not, uh, is not a good platform for me at least. Mm. And uh, I should also mention that uh, they, they have a review system inside Upwork for the freelancers. So you can leave reviews for the freelancers and leave ratings and reviews for them. Uh, but the review system is flawed in many ways. For example, a freelancer can simply ask to remove a review through a simple request or some kind of dispute or something. Um, if I, I think if the freelancer has a specific number of has had a specific number of uh, customers before, uh, has done enough business with Upwork before, they can uh, request to remove a bad review for them mm. and. Also, if the uh, transaction does not go through uh, through a normal process and it goes through uh, through arbitration, like what happened to me, uh, you cannot leave a review for the freelancer. So you cannot leave a review or rating for the freelancer. So I could not leave a review or rating for the freelancer who just you know mm. took my money and didn't deliver anything. And that freelancer is still active in Upwork, is still active on Upwork and is do, probably is doing this to other people as well. So other clients as well. 
and uh, nobody knows about the previous clients. So uh, probably he had done this to other clients before me too, but I couldn't see them uh, on, uh, you know, on the Upwork review system. So the Upwork review system is uh, seriously flawed. Yeah, sounds like it, but well, look, it's uh, outsourcing is a minefield here. It really is, um, and um, um, it's a it's a difficult problem to have when you are trying to just find reliable people to deliver things you need done. And so, fully empathetic towards your situation there, uh, Daniel. What is your advice to other CEOs uh, and entrepreneurs out there in terms of the importance of failure in business success? So, uh, failure is almost inevitable it's it, you cannot just you, you cannot expect to succeed just right away every time it's not going to happen so you have to accept failure the um, a smart thing to do is that first of all you limit the cost of your failures by uh, controlling um, your actions controlling your um, and movement, uh, your progress. So just go step by step, as I mentioned before. So just smaller steps, take smaller steps so that, uh, so just keep in mind that any contract, any uh, plan, anything can fail. So just keep in, uh, consider the cost of the failure for each of the projects, each of the stages that you have and uh, limit the cost, limit the cost of failures. So, so that basically, so basically, protect the downside, right? Protect the downside, yeah. Mm. Have have a, a stop limit, and um, so this way you can try more and you can fail more. So you you need to fail many times until you succeed. So if you can afford to fail only once, it's not good. You should be able to afford uh, to fail like a hundred times. Mm. And the the other thing that I want to mention is that you it, try to learn from others' failures. So, uh, for example, watching a podcast like this, or uh, reading books, or uh, watching uh, videos uh, of you know entrepreneurs explaining their experiences so in my opinion reading is the least costly way to learn to learn and get experience uh, but uh, experimenting and try and error is the most expensive way to learn of course you can learn through experience you can learn through experiments like you can learn to uh, try and error and doing things, but it's going to be costly. It's going to be expensive. Mm. So you should, you better try to learn as much as possible by reading books, by uh, listening to audiobooks, and by learning from others. Mm. Yeah, it's good advice. Speaking of uh, books, uh, Daniel, is, are there books or resources that you recommend? Uh, other CEOs use on their journey? So I have uh, read, um, I, so I, I read books just uh, uh, on a regular basis. I, so when I wake up in the morning, I start by reading um, 
a book that I'm reading at um, on that day. So, um, and um, uh, currently I am focused on reading books on economics and finance, but for general um, audience uh, people, I think uh, there are many good books like um, there are famous books like uh, Who Moved My Cheese? That was an interesting book that helped me a lot. You know, when you fail, you can just try another path. So you should not just be stuck in the position. Just accept failure and just move on to the next option. Mm. And um, I cannot think of any other book related to failure, related to business failure. Uh, but yeah, there are uh, yeah there are many books uh, that are published like every year, uh, and uh, if you just go to Amazon, you can find many books, many new books, uh, and I cannot think of anything on top of my head. The books that I can think of are uh, mostly about economics, like The Corridor by Darren Smigla and James Robinson, and. Uh, yeah, but there are many interesting books on business. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, thanks so much for being in the hot seats and sharing your, your epic story of fail. Uh, I know it certainly resonated with me, and I'm sure it would have make a, made a difference to my audience too. So appreciate you uh, for being vulnerable and for sharing your story and perspectives. Thanks, Noah.